Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now your host, Craig Hewitt. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Today, we have Jason Aaron on the show. Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for taking a few minutes to chat today. I'm excited to kind of dig into you and a little bit of your story and how it relates to your podcasting. But for folks who don't know you, can you give a little bit of background on your your Superman Genesis story and where you came from <laughs> and how you got into podcasting? Absolutely. So uh, I am a director by trade. I direct a lot of documentary stuff and corporate video production, live stream, that sort of thing. So every day is a little bit different. And I think because of that, that's kind of how the bug for podcasting came to be. Essentially, I realized that there are so many different people that I cross paths with on a day-to-day basis. And even though we all may work on the same project, there could be people from 20 different departments with 20 different backgrounds. And you know, the entertainment business, uh, in quotation marks, is so big. And I just thought that it was important to kind of you know get people on there from different but similar backgrounds and talk about their own backgrounds and how they made it and kind of pave a roadmap for other people. Gotcha. Sounds very similar to, to what we're trying to do here with Podcast Hackers is share stories like yours with people so that uh, you know people who are just getting started or wanting to up their game in the podcasting world can find something relatable, get inspired and learn so that you know everybody can be a little better podcaster. So yeah, I love what you're doing. I know your your show is relatively new, right? Yes. Uh, so how has the how has the experience been so far in the first handful of episodes? Uh, so far, so good. I, I think you know when I started the show, I cheated a little bit and uh, I used people that I knew, obviously, and I'm still doing that for the most part. And obviously, the long term goal is to branch out and start interviewing some people that I don't know. I guess it's sort of a a mixed blessing because I do know you know a good number of people in this business from different backgrounds, and uh, they've all sort of come at the show with a different you know angle. So uh, for that part, it's been good. I'd say the challenge is going to be going out and finding guests and booking people who are sort of not in my circle, where it's more than just a text message. Hey, you want to do my podcast tonight? You know, so sure. So that that's going to be where it, it becomes a little challenging, but. You know, I have a lot of technical experience, certainly from just my own background. So from from that aspect, uh, it's been very smooth. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I can imagine as uh, someone who works in video, which the the little bit of video I've done, it is infinitely more complicated than podcasting from a recording and editing and production standpoint. Podcasting is pretty easy, but uh, I'm interested from a person who lives in the video world, how has getting into podcasting been in terms of kind of expressing yourself in a different medium and like talking to your guests who are in the video world as well? How has kind of crossing between those two medium been for you? I think it's been very fun for me uh, for a couple of reasons. You know, for me, a lot of this is coming full circle because growing up, coming through high school and college, I did a lot of work in front of the camera. I used to do theater. I used to, uh, I played in a band in college for about, you know, about five years. So I did a lot of stuff in front of the camera. And then professionally, I kind of uh, wrapped around and ended up on the other side of the camera. But even through my documentary work, I worked on a documentary for three years about Back to the Future called Back in Time, shameless plug. And, uh, you know, it was on Netflix, but it was a crowdfunded documentary. We crowdfunded it twice. So, I spent a lot of time sort of in front of the camera doing behind the scenes stuff and 
it was very much me, although it is, I'm not in the documentary at all. It's not one of those, I want to do something documentaries. It's very much content driven. And uh, I, I make a cameo for about five seconds in there and that's it. But the point is that I, I've spent a lot of time in front of the camera. Obviously, it's something I like doing. And this kind of gives me that outlet to still do the work that I do, still spend a lot of time behind the camera, but then do this podcast, be out in front of it, interview people and you know, deal with it that way. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, We get a lot of people coming from the, the blogging and the written world into podcasting. And I, I think they, they feel a, a lot of the same ways that it's a, just a different... And maybe for certain things, a better way to express themselves and definitely a better and different way to connect with their audience in just a different medium. Uh, some things are, are kind of better in a more intimate environment like, like voice or video as opposed to the written word. So yeah, I can imagine that, that you're getting some different kind of take on even the same subjects that you, that you touch on in your video. So, so being someone who's recently launched a podcast, is there anything about Getting the show up and published and live and launching to iTunes and getting your first, you know, hundreds or dozens of listeners that you learned that you would want to share with folks. I, I mean, there's definitely a hustle and a grind to it. Uh, I have a friend right now who's starting a podcast, and I definitely come from the "if you build it, they will come" uh, sort of world. Uh-huh. And I know that generally in the world of SEO, that that philosophy doesn't really work. You know, you have to go out, you have to hustle. In terms of getting readership, uh, I, I know my, my second episode, I interviewed a drone pilot who I actually do a lot of work with. And I basically posted that podcast on every single Facebook group that deals with drones and stuff like that. So in terms of just getting it out there and getting it heard, I mean, it is a challenge. And I, I know that there are definitely some tips and tricks out there. The reality for me is that the podcast for me is a creative outlet. And I don't want to spend hours and hours and hours a week trying to put it out there. I'd love to much more obviously be on the right end of an organic you know, growth and following. So whether or not that's going to happen, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, Listen, the bigger and bigger the guests are that I interview and them sharing it, that's obviously a huge plus. I mean, my first guest has 20,000 Instagram likes and another 5,000 Facebook likes. So you know, him sharing it was a big deal. And you know, each of my first couple episodes are in the hundreds in terms of views. So that's it's a good start. Uh, you know, I mean, to me, I would be more than happy if at this point, if I you know, if I can get to a thousand. So I'm I'm kind of looking at baby steps. You know, that's kind of that's kind of the next step to get to a thousand listeners an episode, and then from there, you know, try to see how much more you can get. And obviously, building up a library of content will help too because. One person listens to one episode, they like it, you know, and, and sure, sure, subscribe and ball rolling down the hill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's an interesting uh, point you bring up is that for for me and my experience, the quote, bigger name the guest doesn't always mean the bigger reach that they'll have. I think there is a point at which the guest is too big for them to be a good sharer of content. So you think like, you know, some of these really big names from from your world, like, you know, you get some movie stars on or Spielberg or something like that, right? He probably wouldn't be someone who would share your content a ton, but someone who's a couple of levels above where you and your audience are, I think typically are kind of the best ones to share because they're relatable and the content that they have and the people who you would want to listen to your show are definitely really tuned in with what that person has to say. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Although I think there is a flip side to that, which is that if you get one of those people who would be a bad sharer, 
just having them on your show will bring more listens within your own network. Okay, sure. You know, for me, I have tons of friends who in a million years wouldn't listen to a podcast. But if I landed a Spielberg, they'd probably go, okay, oh, oh, you got Spielberg. All right, I'll listen to that. Okay. So it gives you some credibility then, right? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think it, has, it does have that effect. But I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, you know, even listen, I'm, I'm a big listener to, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast, who isn't right. And, um, I, I don't listen to every episode. I mean, sometimes he puts out three or four a week. I, I don't have that kind of time on my hands, but I remember, uh, about two months ago, he had Billy Corgan on and I'm, you know, I'm a huge nineties grunge alternative fan and just having Billy Corgan on like that became a must listen for me. I mean, it had nothing to do with Joe Rogan. It, it had to do with who he had on and, and I found it through regular channels of being a subscriber to that podcast, not because, you know, Billy Corgan put it out because uh, I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> right, 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 right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you go back to your point of, of kind of getting bigger and bigger guests and like you said, stair-stepping your way up that ladder? What What is the approach that you're looking to take to, to kind of get those bigger name guests on the podcast? I mean, I'm fairly fortunate in the sense that I have enough of my own successes to put in those kind of asks. Um, it's almost parallel to the work that I do. You know, I'm working on a documentary right now about travel. And when I've gone to the bigger companies like Star Alliance, Sky Team, Hyatt, you know, those big brands, I'm able to say, oh, well, my last documentary was the number one documentary. It featured Steven Spielberg. It's funny you used him as an example because he was in my last documentary. Right. There you go. Um, and that's it. That's, that's my sales pitch. Uh, with, with the podcast, I, I'm very conscious though of one extra thing. And it's that if somebody's going to look it up right now and they see a very small number of episodes on there, they're obviously going to know right away that it's a new podcast. So that's what I'm being mindful of. I'm trying to build up the library so that before I go make a, a huge ask, there's 15 episodes in there, there's 20 episodes in there, whatever, you know, whatever number I feel comfortable with at the time to say, okay, now I can make that big ask because there's, there's substance behind it. And I, I think I treat work in the same way. You know, Steven Spielberg was the last person that we got in the documentary. The big get for us while we were producing that was Michael J. Fox. I didn't ask him on day one. I asked him after I had Christopher Lloyd and after I interviewed 15 people and after we had a successful crowdfunding campaign. So to me, there's always like this touch feel test where, where you know, it just feels right. And uh, it's usually what I go with. Gotcha. So not an absolute number of listeners or episodes or something like that for, for you to be able to feel like you can go out and look after these big people, but just a general, probably like an, a bit of internal confidence for you to say, all right, the podcast is legit now. We can go out and, and start talking to some of these bigger players. Exactly. Especially since nobody sees your listeners. So, you know, right. always, always skirt that conversation. Right, right, right. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, from, a, from a work perspective, kind of getting back to your video stuff, how do you see the podcast being uh, an advantage or an asset to you uh, with respect to the work you do with video? I mean, for me, I've gone, uh, definitely gone all in. Um, it's featured right on the homepage of my personal website. So I'm integrating it right into sort of me. So if anyone's looking for me, if they're coming to my website to watch my reel or see the work that I've done, the first thing they're actually seeing is the podcast. So I've definitely taken that plunge, you know, headfirst right into the pool. And, you know, I think the, the proof's in the pudding there. But just, just because of that one thing that I've done, uh, I'm certainly trying to integrated into me, I, I guess. It, it, it is my brand. Sure, sure. But it'd be interesting to sort of catch up with you down the road after 20 or so episodes and see uh, you know, if and how it has kind of impacted your 
you know, your ability to do business and your brand and everything. I'm sure it'll be positive, but it'll be fun to hear the details. Thank you. So, you know, as you're again, kind of just fresh, kind of getting started with the podcast, but have a lot of content creation experience, what's the thing that surprised you most about podcasting? Um, sometimes it's harder to carry on an hour conversation than you think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, it, it's funny. I have a small circle of people that I talk to regularly. And I would say that the regular duration of my phone calls is like a half hour to an hour on a regular phone call. So it was not really a, a thought when I started that, hey, this might be difficult. And what's funny is that two of my first four podcasts were two of those people, people who I do a, a regular amount of talking with or, or business with where I knew, all right, this, this isn't even going to be a thing. Like we can go for three hours and of course nobody would listen. So I had to cut a half hour out of an episode that ended up being an hour and 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then I did, uh, you know, I ran into an interview and I was, and, and to me, just stylistically, I try to go much more conversational than, all right, here are 10 questions and I'm going to ask you these 10 questions and you're going to answer them. I find that people are different and the way that people carry on conversations is vastly different. So I try to just be very conversational. I have notes uh, beforehand of subjects I want to hit. But I mean, I, I like ran out of stuff to talk about in 25 minutes. And that episode ended up being 45. Uh, and it was the shortest one you know, so far. But I think during the interview, I was feeling pressed and saying like, wow, all right, now I'm, I'm fishing. You know, I'm fishing for stuff. And... You know, that could be a good thing and a bad thing. I've read, you know, oh, hey, keep your podcast episodes shorter than a half hour because nobody has any interest. So, you know, I could have cut it off at 25 minutes. I just knew that it wouldn't really be in lockstep with with much else I was going to do. So that, I think, is a challenge. Um, You know, it's good to practice before you start. I mean, if if you're thinking about doing this and don't know that you can get beyond 10 minutes, that might be a problem. Uh, Oh, I tell you, when I I started, I've been podcasting for three years now. When I started, it was so hard. And and the hardest thing for anyone who's just getting started is to talk by yourself for 10 minutes. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to do a an episode zero is what, you know, like what they call it in the, is, you know, hey, this is Craig. This is what Podcast Hackers is going to be all about, blah, blah, blah. And it is so hard to talk into the mic as your first thing you do in podcasting for, for 10 minutes or something. So I think just having a guest or a co-host uh, helps that a ton. But you're right. I mean, you get so much better so quickly, I think, at talking to people and steering conversations and picking up on something they say and then kind of pivoting on it. And you get a lot of intuition about about that really quickly. Because yeah, the first couple of times, if you don't have an outline or a plan in place or a, a group of questions that you might ask, you'll get to that point in like 20 minutes where you're like, well, okay, <laughs> I'm done. I don't know what else to ask. But I found it, and I'm not a huge kind of conversationalist, but I found over my time with podcasting that you get a good sense for for how you like a conversation to go and how you can help a conversation go that way. Um, just overdoing, yeah, 20 or 30 episodes. But having somebody to talk to is is huge. I don't know how the people who do solo shows for an hour, uh, I don't know how they can do it because I just, I, I can't... Uh, keep a coherent thought together by myself for an hour. It's just almost impossible. I'd love to try it. I think that's... Uh, it, it's funny because I didn't do an episode zero. And my thought process now is when I'm slow on guests, I'm going to retroactively do one. Okay. And say like, all right, you know, I'm five in. 
these are my experiences so far. This is where I thought we were going to go. This is where we're going to go. This is where we are. (laughs) My biggest struggle with that is actually trying to figure out creatively if I release it as whatever number we're up to or retroactively go back, (laughs) you know, and trying to understand how the RSS feed will deal with that if I'm, if I'm going to backdate it and stuff like that. So that's my only challenge with that, but uh, it'll be fun to see how long, uh, I can go on my own because with guests, it's been pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say just real quick from a technical standpoint and listenership standpoint, I think if you release an episode zero now, you're a, a couple episodes in, it would be good if you release an episode zero as a real episode zero again after 10 or 15 episodes, no one will listen to it. You would want it to be at the beginning, so you'd have to kind of backdate it. Buried at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I think doing one now while some people will listen to all of your backlog of podcasts, but after you get into 15 or 20 episodes, the chance of somebody listening to all of your podcast episodes is pretty small. So that would be my suggestion. Yeah. I mean, my thought was that, listen, if anyone's listening already, I don't really care if they listen to an episode zero. It's more somebody who's going to find it, go, what is this? And then say, oh, let me listen to episode zero. Yeah. And then if they jump forward to 10, I don't care. But it, you know, just to have something there where for somebody finding me off the street, they can listen to a zero and figure out what it is that they're that the rest of them are about. Yep. So I don't I don't know if burying that as like number eight would do anything for that because they'll they'll sort of not find it in the list at that point. Sure. Whereas having it as you know iTunes number zero uh, would help. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So uh, so what is the the thing you feel like you've done best uh, at this point in your kind of podcasting journey? So, so far it's diversity for sure. You know, I've, I interviewed another director to start somebody who has a very similar background in lockstep, uh, costume designer, drone pilot, production company owner. So I think I'm doing a very good job of hitting people from different aspects of the entertainment industry because that's part of what I want to do is to, you know, let people who are in the industry, who are listening and a lot of people who are in entertainment listen to podcasts, especially a lot of like day players who, sit on sets for 12 hours and don't do anything. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sitting around on set, but just to, you know, interviewing costume designer was the most fun for me because it's so far away from what I do, even though I've certainly shot projects that have costumes. So that's been a lot of fun to get that diversity. I know that if I could feel it, other people can feel it like, wow, I, I never realized that's what a costume designer does. I never realized that's what a, you know, an audio mixer does or, or whatever to really get go as, as far reaching as I can. And, you know, I've been thinking about once I get down the road, just expanding it to other artists, you know, interviewing a painter, stuff like that. And and that's that's kind of the goal going forward and what I think I've, I've done pretty well so far. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I mean, I think uh, I think my goal is similar for this show is to get as many different types of podcasters as we can, because living only in the entertainment world, probably for both you and I, really limits our our scope of perspective, yes. uh, our area of perspective. And so we're just going to keep doing the same things that we've already done. But on another podcast of mine, I had someone who runs a podcast about gardening. And she had some of the most fascinating insights into connecting with your audience that I've ever heard. And I'm going to have to listen to that episode then. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I love my gardening in the summer when we can grow tomatoes, but that's about it. And I probably wouldn't listen to a gardening episode. But yeah, I mean, she had wonderful insights and I put a lot of them into place with our podcast hackers community, actually. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think getting outside of your comfort zone, outside of your sphere is, is 
essential. It's not just a good idea. I think it's essential because otherwise you're going to sound like everyone else. No one's going to care about your podcast because they could just go listen to the other guy that has one similar because you're all just interviewing the same people and regurgitating the same information. So yeah, I think that's really uh, a great, a great point. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. So Jason, uh, can you tell folks where they can find out more about you and the podcast and, and tune in? Yes, that is easy. Uh, JasonAaron.com. There is only one A in Aaron, A-R-O-N. So uh, JasonAaron.com. It has everything about me. It's got the podcast right on the homepage and that's the best way to find it. Awesome. Jason, thanks so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.